0: The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Okay.
1: Good evening, everyone. Nice to see a few people out on a Monday night, come to do some meditation. Very nice. Uh, Anybody here, it's the first time here, or? First time here? Nice, nice. Have you ever meditated before? or? Uh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, very good. Uh, just for just for anyone that's not aware of what we do tonight, usually we sit for maybe about 45 minutes to an hour kind of thing, and then after that, if you do have any questions, you're more than welcome to ask after that. Um, I'll give some guided meditation instructions. Um, that's about really the strength of it. There's, there's not too much... Not too much else to do but sit. Yeah. It's good I don't have to give you very detailed instructions of do A then B then C then D and just sit. That's all you really have to do. It's very good. Okay, so we might get started then. <clears throat> just find a comfortable seat if you're not already sitting in one. something that is comfortable and relaxed. And however we're sitting, it doesn't really matter as long as we try to get the back nice and straight. Not overly rigid, but... It's nice and tall. As we start, we can take a few deep breaths. Settle in. We can listen to the sounds in the room. Notice the way our body feels, the weight against the seat, feeling of your clothes touching the skin. moment to notice how you might be feeling as you've maybe just arrived traveled in and came in and sat down you might be still moving fast inside You may have been sitting a while and maybe you're even a little bit calm and relaxed already. Whatever it is, just notice how you feel at this moment as well. So we breathe, we listen, we feel the sensations and notice how we feel just to connect with what our experience is like right now. No need for us to change anything. No need for us to do anything. I simply notice things as they are. We can start to gather our awareness now on our meditation object. might be the breath might be sensations in the body whatever you are most comfortable with whatever you use regularly more than welcome to use this. try to gather and still and collect our focus on this object, using it as our anchor point. The mind is swaying and drifting. We simply guide our awareness back to this anchor point of immovable movable awareness. Just like a pendulum, swinging, might start off swinging very wide. Swings back and forth. But eventually those wide swings become more narrow and smaller. Until finally the pendulum rests in the center. See if you can just naturally guide and the mind from swinging back and forth and have it rest in the center on your object the mind settles and rests on our meditation object more and more it starts to still and come to a point of rest and Stopping. Just like that pendulum that swings. And eventually it stops after it runs out of momentum. Stops and stays still and at rest. There's nothing more for it to do. There's no more energy for it to exert. No more effort. It simply stops swinging any energy or effort that's exerted upon it will make it move again but if it's still nothing pushes it stay still like the mind when it becomes still just stops and rests there's no more effort involved Just stays in this spot. No energy pushing it around. It's simply still and effortless. Keep returning. This space of immovable awareness. As you rest in this clear space of awareness, try to notice the urge or desire to continually want to do something or to change something. Notice the urge to want to control, control your thoughts, your body, or change something, or to control your attention, Try to notice this incessant desire to want to do something. We can be perfectly still and Perfectly at rest, and then the Doer comes online, he wants to control things, try to look for the Doer. few minutes of the meditation to see if you can simply just stop, stop doing, stop trying, stop wanting. Stop trying to change. Just put everything down. Just rest. be give up the effort. Give up the struggle. And simply
0: be Good.
1: You all made it. Through the other side. Anybody have any difficulties? Well you're all perfectly peaceful and no problems at all. Does anyone have any questions? Any
0: burning that they want to ask? Um, Arjun, yeah. I was just wondering, like, I could uh feel a sort sort of taste of the stillness, mm. but then all these mundane things like pain yeah. and like my mouth watering constantly. Mm and then um repetitive thoughts coming up mm. um is is it wise to push them away or is, is are you meant to stay with those things
1: it depends you know you can you know you there's two you could say like schools of thought and there is two main ways to do this if you're if you're really trying to develop this you know, immovable stillness, if those other other things come up in your mind and pull you away, you can use that the technique of simply going, "No, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care," and just come back to whatever it is—the breath—and just coming back to this object and really, really actively trying to trying to. Pull your awareness back to that thing. That that can work, uh, that can work quite well. But it also can get very tiring, and so we can sort of run out of effort doing that. It's just like keep trying. It's not working, kind of thing. It's um so there's but there's periods where it's actually quite good to do that, um, especially if you're potentially quite quite agitated. Um, but then there's the, other, there's the other school of thought. Of simply just allowing these things to come into your awareness and then drift away and not try to do anything about them. Just notice that they're there and notice that they are just a, a, simply some kind of phenomena that arises in your awareness and passes away. This is, it's a little bit harder to do that if you don't have that stillness there you said you got like a little like a little taste of that stillness if you can really rest as that stillness then it becomes easier not to do anything else when these things do come up and you can just simply sort of let them roll off a little bit more but it is a bit harder if we are actually a little bit more agitated and uh, or a little bit more restless you could say when those kinds of things come up and we just go oh, just, just let them roll off just let them roll off a lot of times it, it doesn't really we just end up chasing our tail kind of thing so you can do either one of those two ways whichever one sort of fits the kind of mood you're in at any, at any one particular time but it's always you know it's always nice to sort of gather the mind in at least at the start of the meditation to try to get it more to that point of stillness and then then you can sort of modulate a little bit between the two of like no just don't worry just keep staying on this thing keep staying on this thing or modulate between okay it's just something that's arising and just let this thing go but it's you know it's interesting it's um i think i said I can't really remember. I think I said something about, you know, the doer that's always there. There's a doer that always wants to change something about its experience. This urge that wants to you know, control something about it or you know, okay, the thoughts come up, I want to no, I want to come back to the stillness. Why can't I come back to the stillness? I need to do something to get back to the stillness. This doer is incessantly there and if we sometimes if we notice that then the kind of the illusory tricks that that thing has starts to drop away and it's like it's just a just this kind of urge desire to actually do something if you see through that then the energy runs out of that and you can actually just stay in that state of stillness and things you know there's no need no need to react to things or no need to try to control the experience at all it just that the experience just is what it is it is stillness so it's nice to try to reflect on that whenever you can as well and you know it's one of those things if you can tap into it it's, it's great but if you know most of the time you just sort of beholden to it and it Drags you around. I got to do this. I got to do that. So I got to, I got to have to. No, I have to stay with my meditation object. Or no, I just have to just relax and just let everything be. Or no, I have to, I have to do this other thing. I no, no, no. I remember this other technique that somebody told me, so I should be doing this at the moment. And it's just, it just doesn't shut up. So it's, it's really nice when you can see through that that kind of trick and actually let that thing stop and see through it and see it's just this kind of this 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 sort of ego that wants to change something about experience this ego that wants to hold on to experience it's yeah it can be quite liberating so yeah does that answer the question or Yeah, yeah, you, you know, uh, uh, so the question just for anyone that didn't hear online was, yeah. well, then there's the potential that uh, if you, it could be, you know, it could be good to maybe push these things away sometimes, but, you know, the danger is you might fall into trying to repress things at some point. So, again, you know, you, you just sort of have to see what feels right. Um, I talk about this sometimes of sort of being a little bit, trying to be intuitive about what you need at any one point at at one point you might need to sort of push those things away at other points you might want to be a little bit more effortless and just accepting things as they are we just have to sort of see where where the where the mind is at at any one point and just in a way follow our intuitions a little bit with it so yeah
0: We have one online question. One, only one online question. Yeah. What's the
1: online audience doing? Why aren't they Why aren't they furiously typing? To, um, to, to quell the To quell the dead air in the room.
0: <laughs> uh, dear Ajahn, how do we control our th- the thoughts in our subconscious when meditating?
1: Mm. Dep- one depends. What you mean by subconscious? Uh, but let's just assume that you mean this kind of automatic background thought or automatic background reaction. I'm just going to assume that that's what you mean by maybe the thoughts in the subconscious. And you know, you know by by definition, it's a it's a bit harder to control these because they're happening. And by definition, subconsciously, so you uh, can't really consciously control them in any way. So it's good that you're actually aware of these as they're as they're occurring. Um, most people just operate on autopilot and never really know that they're being driven by some of these thoughts. So the the first thing is 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 quite it's quite good that you can be aware of some of these thoughts already, uh, but can you control them? You know, I don't I don't really I don't really know. I I have enough problems controlling my conscious thoughts as opposed to controlling my subconscious thoughts. My my conscious thoughts are like they're terrible as they are, so I can't really control them too much. But the subconscious ones, I think, you know, we if we can if we can sort of see that they are this this kind of reactive process we won't we we just won't be as beholden to them and we won't you know allow them to control us so much because you know by default they they do sort of push you around and you're not really aware of them so actually just being aware of them Has them uh, allows for the ability to not let them control you as much. So, if we can just continue to be aware of them and sort of be aware how they're pushing us around, then they won't actually control you as much. But you know, there's there's sometimes sometimes they're going to push you around, sometimes they're not going to. But you know, it's it's like everything, like the mind in the conscious mind you know you when you actually notice that you're consciously thinking something you might be thinking some kind of angry thoughts about someone that you know wronged you or something and then you become mindful of that and you realize of like oh this is this is just thoughts this is just thoughts making up a story there's no need for me to follow this story there's no need for me to uh uh, exacerbate and perpetuate this story and there's no need for me to you know Think that this story that I'm saying in my mind is real, and I need to follow along with it, and that's the way reality actually is. It's the same with these things that are, at, you could say, like a deeper layer of consciousness. You can look at these things and go, "Well, it's the same. It's the same kind of thing. It's not really, you know, uh, it's not really necessary that you have to sort of fall for their tricks and and um, you know." sort of be beholden to them at all times you can just go with just another sort of layer of thoughts and you do the same thing with those as you do as with the with the more coarser coarser and conscious levels of thought hopefully that answers the question hopefully that's what you meant by subconscious as well yeah
0: Uh, thank you Ajahn. we do get one more question coming in but it's not really related to meditation so that's fine if anyone else has a question on the floor we'll just go ahead and ask yeah yeah for sure for sure um when do dreams end and reality begin that's a good one
1: i don't know because i don't know that i'm not dreaming now um yeah i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's hard for us to know whether we're actually dreaming or not um like i sort of in a way gave a talk about this yesterday a little bit and it's like you don't really know if you're if you're dreaming you don't really know if you're uh in some kind of simulation or something you don't really know if you're in kind of I, and some kind of experience machine, you don't really know if you're like a brain in a vat or something like that. So you don't really know. But the only thing that you do know is that you exist because you're having some kind of experience. So you know, when do you? Know, when does when do dreams end, and when does uh, uh, more you know, you know normal waking life come on on? come on board, you know, and, you know, I don't really actually know. Um, there's, there's this aspect where you feel when you become more mindful of the present in some sort of way that you wake up from something, you know, you can be lost in thought and you can just be drifting along. And then all of a sudden something, yeah, you know, you know, your, your awareness, your mindfulness comes back on live and online and you sort of wake up wake up again from that sort of drifting um so there's you know there's that kind of waking up from like that dream um then there's obviously the the, the waking up from uh like a night time the dream kind of thing but yeah i don't i don't really know it's yeah, it's 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 a, it's a, it's a, it's a really cool question. Like it's, it's, it is a really, really cool question. I'm not being facetious with it, but it's like, it is, I'm not trying to be backhand and go, oh, I don't know. It's like, it's, oh, I really don't know. Um, it's such a, it's such a cool and interesting question. And, um, you know, w- you know, what is, what is your waking life and what is a dream and what is, what is you perceiving the world in a particular kind of way? And what's a distorted perception of the world? All these things are, are really really interesting um and you know I, I don't I don't really know which is which, but I think if we you know continue to try to wake ourselves up through our dumber practice, I think that's at least the best bet that we've got that we're hopefully trying to uh be awake and aware I think this is uh, this is yeah you know, you know some of the only tools that you've actually got to do this. Um, yeah. Some of the only tools that that you know protect you against continually, you know, consciously and unconsciously, like sleepwalking and drifting and dreaming through life. This is the only thing that really does can sort of, can wake you up from that. So you know I don't know for sure when dreams end and when reality begins but all i can suggest is that you try to use your dharma practice to wake up from that dream as much as possible so yeah any questions in the room or
0: yeah we did get one more question okay um dear Arjun, i have a question not related to meditation that's cool um, what happens to consciousness in the time period after death and before the next life
1: again i don't know i, I haven't died uh, <laughs> i haven't died so i don't know um uh, i you know there's there's obviously many there's many different kinds of theories about what happens uh, uh but you know i honestly i don't know because i haven't died yet um if I die I'll just I'll, I'll let you know <laughs> I'll let you know somehow I'll uh who was it? Who was it? I think it was Houdini that that uh made a pact with his wife that if there was an afterlife uh he I think it was Houdini, he would he would uh they f- they had like a secret just between them that if there was an afterlife and his consciousness passed on somewhere else, that he would contact her and with this special message i can't and nobody ever found out what the exact message was but you know she suffice it to say she never got the message um so i don't know how i'm going to pass it i'm going to pass it on to you if i if i do die or when i do die and and find out so yeah you know I, i just i really i really don't know um and just as a caveat to that, I'm also just sceptical if anybody says that they do know. Um, because it's like, well, do you really? Like, do you really actually know? Like, how do you really know? Um, and, well, it's written here that this is what happens. And it's written there, That's what's like, but you don't know. You don't actually know that because you haven't actually experienced it. It's, in a way, it's like, you know, understanding enlightenment or understanding the Dhamma. You know, most of us in the room here, most of us that practice or most of us that are Buddhists go, okay, I get, I have, I've got this understanding of what what enlightenment is. Okay, I've got this, you know, generalized understanding. And okay, fine, you know, I can listen to a talk and yeah, I don't really need to listen to the talk. I already know this stuff. And it's like, My interpretation of that is like, you, do, you still don't really know you still don't really know because you're not enlightened yet. You still don't really know what the Dhamma is because you haven't fully experienced it yet. You still don't really know because you haven't woken up and realized the Dharma. So you're making these kinds of claims that you know I, I know what Dharma is. It's like well, if you do, that's a that's a that's a pretty big that's a pretty big claim. Um, not to say that it's wrong, but it's, you know, it's a pretty big claim. So anyone that sort of says, I know exactly what happens after, just because I read it in this book, or just because I, you know, this person told me, or that person told me, or I watched a YouTube video, and this, I saw them, this person said that he, you know, saw this bright light, and all these kinds of things, and this means this, and that means that, fine, That's, that's all well and good, but, you know, again, you still don't really know yourself so I just personally I'm just not comfortable actually saying what it is because I don't know so yeah lots of I don't knows tonight so <laughs> I open the floor anybody got any questions and it's I always come back yeah I don't really actually know what it is so yeah so hopefully I'm not wasting all your time
0: <laughs> Hi Jan. Um, just in sort of everyday life day to day you know, midst all the chaos, etc. cetera. Mm. Uh, what are some, I suppose, techniques or good ways to become, you know, because I feel like we're always running off the subconscious and just, yeah. like you said, autopilot. Mm. Some good ways to come back into the present and bring our awareness back. Like, could it be as simple as just watching your breath or is it some other ways, yeah, some other practices?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I do know. Uh, I do know at least how to do that. So, <laughs> is, um... There's, there's many different you know, actual sort of physical techniques and things that you can actually do whereby you try to set up situations that you might be in or think of situations that you might be in throughout the day where you could take like a pause before you continue to just roll on and do something. So an example of that is something like, you know, you know, how many times a day do you sit down at a desk? You know, we sit down at a desk over and over again. So we, we just try to pick one thing that we do, not one thing that we do all the time, like every step or something like that, but something that we do, let's say like five or ten times a day. And we try to set it up in our mind of, okay, well, every time I sit down at the desk, as soon as I sit down, I'll just try to take a breath or two. I'll sit down and I'll try to become mindful of just sitting here, taking a breath. Then before you roll on and do the next thing that you're going to do. So if we set set up, just we start with like one of these things and just practice that, practice that over and over again, practice it for a day, practice it for a week kind of thing. Then you can start to add other things in or, you know, every time I uh, uh, drink the first sip out of a drink I'll just before as just as I'm about to take a drink I'll take a breath or two i I'll be trying to be mindful of holding the drink I'll try to be I'll you know, the first sip I'll try to be very mindful of taking that sip and then the rest of it you know wander off into thought and all these kinds of things but you keep active adding more of these activities um, but, you know, don't, don't overburden yourself with too many at the start. Just do like one. Just do one. i uh, just brushing my teeth. Just something that we do twice a day. If you're good, three times a day. I think. But yeah, Just twice a day. Start off with something very easy. And then you build up to that. Okay, and now I can, I can do this one reasonably regularly. And so if you take the example of the desk, you know, you might sit down at a desk five times out of the day. And you might forget four times out of the day to actually do it. But then there's one time, oh, no, I was going to be mindful when I sat down at a desk. So the first day you do it, you miss four of the times, but you become mindful one of the time. The next day you do it, you might be mindful twice and forget three times. And on and on, you just get a little bit better and better and better at it. Um, So, yeah, it's... You know, there's no need to sort of aim the bar too high, just start really small. And this will start to develop a bit more of the habit of doing this. Um, and then you can actually start to expand it out into many, many more things. And the more things that you can expand it out into, the easier it is for you to take these kind of pauses throughout the day. Because yeah, most of the time we're sort of, we're doing things and we're just building up speed. But these kinds of Mindful breaks or mindful pauses they do stop that incessant flow of thought and so if we can do this, then actually, when we go to sit down and do a more formal kind of meditation, it is a bit easier it is a bit easier for us to do it because we're already we're not you know we're not sort of we're not operating at full speed at that time, so yeah, there's, there's plenty of those, those kinds of things. There's, you know, because there's this, there's this school of thought of maybe some teachers teach of like, you know, just be trying to be mindful in every situation. It's like, you're not gonna be, like, you, you, like, you're not. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, you're not gonna be mindful in every situation. It's like, you know, that's a super high level of operating. So we try to break it down try to break it down as much as we can into these very very simple very tactile very practical steps and the more you break it down into these practical simple tactical and practical steps then the better and better you get you can sort of build up to this being mindful for longer periods throughout the day and longer and longer and longer periods throughout the day until you can build up to this point where you can be mindful for most of the day so yeah does that make sense or Maybe time for one more question, if anyone has one. None in there? No more questions that I can't answer that I, that I don't know? No? Okay. <laughs> We're good. Okay, well, we might call it a night there. Um, just for anybody that's interested, we have the uh, Friday night uh, Friday night uh, sort of introduction to meditation and Buddhist sessions. You know, you're all meditating here, so you probably don't need an introduction. So it's okay. Uh, but for anybody that's online and want, they want to sort of pop in and do the Friday night sessions, they can. On Sunday, I believe we have Bhante Ranya Vihari giving the talk. Jinta? Yeah. Maybe. Anybody for online that didn't hear that, you know, if you're online, check online, so, so and then you'll know exactly exactly who's there. So,
0: with that, we'll call it a night and uh, wish you all the best.